There's been a lot of disappointment surrounding the Islanders this offseason, but today we're going to give you some reasons for optimism, including one big one that could make a difference for the way this team plays in 2022-2023. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So much to talk about on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to talk about on a future show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR vs. NYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, including trade rumors, free agency rumors, coaching changes, or anything else that's happening with your New York Islanders. From now, up until the start of training camp, which, believe it or not, is just a couple of weeks away. So, finally, all the speculation about you know what might happen in the offseason is going to give way to actual training camp, preseason games, and then the regular season, which is just a little more than a month away. So, uh, thankfully, we will have Islanders hockey back very soon. So... I wanted to talk about a reason for optimism this year. And, you know, yeah, okay, disappointment, no Johnny Goudreau, no Nazem Kadri, uh, no JT Miller, all, all of that understandable that the Islanders didn't make that big move for a goal-scoring wing or forward that would help this team improve its 22nd uh, ranking in goals scored. It's something the team still needs. And hopefully it'll happen at some point before the trade deadline. But all of that, there is a reason for optimism here. And the reason for optimism is sort of addition by subtraction. Zidane Chara, Andy Green, not returning. And, you know, I mentioned this so many times over the course of the season that... 
the Islanders' lack of skating defensemen, their lack of the ability to get the puck out of their own end because guys like Chara and Green in particular could not keep up with the speed of the game, could not keep up with the tempo, and had trouble uh, in, in getting things done. You know, that, that was a big factor. Well, the, the fact that neither one of those two players are going to be back next season or this coming season and that you're going to replace one of them with Alexander Romanov, which gives the Islanders another uh, defenseman who can move the puck and pass the puck up ice. And then whether it's uh, Robin Salo or Sebastian Ajo, or if they bring in another defenseman, you at least will increase the mobility and speed on the blue line. And let's face it, that is something that hurt the Islanders a lot last year. How many times in games did we see the Islanders struggle to get the puck out of their own zone because their defense core or players on it had trouble keeping up with the play, had trouble getting the puck out of the zone, couldn't skate it out because that just wasn't within their skill set, couldn't pass it out because it often led to turnovers and it wasn't good enough to get the job done. At the end of the day, what you had is a situation that hurt this team over and over again. And if you think about it, when you are a defense-first hockey team, and let's not kid ourselves, the Islanders have been and are right now, a defensive-oriented hockey team. When your defense goes from having enough players that can move the puck out of the zone efficiently to having a, a few weak links on that blue line, you have a problem. There is little room, little margin for error on the Islanders' defense when you're only scoring 2.7 goals per game. And if you make a few mistakes that cause turnovers, and Lord knows we saw a lot of that last year, but when you see those mistakes that cause turnovers and end up in the back of the net, you do that a couple of times a game, and you're going to lose more often than not if you're only scoring 2.7 goals per game. So getting Romanov in and then having both Chara and Green no longer with the team is addition by subtraction and addition by addition. But I, I think the thing about Chara and Green, the Islanders would have been okay having one of them in the lineup. But having both of them in the lineup really ended up hurting the team. And then when you add to the equation the loss of Nick Letty. And look, you know, Letty had his faults. Don't get me wrong. He was not the perfect player. But the skill set that Nick Letty gave to your team with his ability to skate the puck out of the zone, that made a big difference in the goals against for this hockey team. And the Islanders, you know, they fell 
they were they were seventh in the league in goals against this past season. They were what second or third the year before. And again, when you're not scoring goals, when you aren't getting the puck into the net, then you know even a slight increase in the goals against category is going to hurt your team. And it did. It hurt the Islanders. They go from second to seventh in goals against, and the result is instead of barely making the playoffs, they miss the playoffs. And that, again, was frustrating and difficult, and it cost the Islanders essentially their season. Now, there were other factors, again, if we're talking about reasons for optimism. The Islanders are not opening this season with a 13-game road trip. So there's a positive there. They are going to be used to playing at UBS Arena. So there's, you know, the home ice advantage uh, was certainly, at least initially, a little bit reduced because, you know, the home team was not that much more familiar with the arena than the road team was. And, you know... Hopefully, also, the Islanders do not get hit with COVID the way they did a year ago. And all things considered, that would make a big difference for this team. And hopefully, their defensive talent, their outstanding goaltending, and just the ability to get just enough offense to get the job done will get the Islanders back to where they want to be. Because once a team like the Islanders gets into the playoffs, they are capable of going on a long run because their style of play that they play all year round is a playoff style of hockey. They don't have to adjust. They don't have to make changes. And it just makes sense that the Islanders can go on a long playoff run because of the way this team is built. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. The Islanders sign one of their top draft picks, and we have an email from uh, one of our listeners to discuss all that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right, Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs have only 160 calories, but they pack a whopping 15 grams of protein. And what's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the Islanders uh, make a move. They uh, have signed their top pick in this past year's draft, Callie Odelius. Uh, he signs a three-year entry-level 
contract and the Islanders have uh, assigned him to uh, the jargon of the Swedish Elite League. So no big surprise there. He is uh, going to stay in Sweden and, and that'll be, you know, for the first year of his three-year entry deal. And I like that move. It gives him a chance to uh, play at the top level in his country against top players. He's only 18 years old. And it takes a little bit of the pressure off him had he come to training camp this year and there would have been all kinds of uh, speculation whether or not, uh, you know, he could, if he had a good camp, will he make the team and, and what's going to happen? No, it's better realistically to uh, let him develop in Sweden and then maybe bring him over for training camp in a year. So all makes sense right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Odelius had seven goals and 23 assists, 30 points, in 43 games last year with Jugarden's. Uh, uh, I am not the best at uh, Swedish. But anyway, they're under 20 team in the Swedish Junior League. So... You know, he's staying where he was, and I think there is a certain uh, logic to that, and hopefully it will help his development and get him to the next level. So, we have a listener email. Uh, this one is from Frank in North Patchog. Frank writes, another disappointment now that JT Miller is off the table. You talk about frustration. You wonder what Barzal is thinking. He needs that high-scoring winger to work with, and another, and now another big name has signed, but not by the Islanders. Where is the commitment by the GM to make this team better? I do not want to go through another Tavares situation again with Barzi, and I, I think no Islander fan wants that. In your last podcast, you asked what it would take to get a big name to sign with the Islanders. We've got a state-of-the-art building, so that's not an excuse anymore. I have a crazy idea to possibly answer why the big names don't want to play here. It's that the New York Rangers are right next door with all the glitz and glamour of the big city. Look at the Panarin signing. He took less money to play with the Rangers than with us. Maybe the nice suburbs of Long Island are not appealing to the big-name players. Back in the day, Bill Torrey convinced Al Arbor to coach here because we are not the city. Perhaps that does not apply now. Whatever the problem is, Lou has to address it and solve it soon, very soon. So, Frank, you're right about the fact that whatever the problem is, it has to get solved. You know, the Rangers being so close by and the Rangers being uh, having the glitz and glamour of Broadway and New York City yeah, I could see that affecting some players, but not all. I think that, you know, like Panarin, for example, if you're given a choice between the Rangers and the Islanders and you like the big city and you want to play in the big city and, and, and get more attention, because let's face it, the Rangers get more attention from the media than the Islanders do, even when the Islanders are winning and the Rangers are not, uh... You, you know, there, there might be some logic, but I don't think that will affect everybody. 
and the fact that the Islanders haven't been able to sign any big-ticket free agents in recent years has to be uh, there has to be something more to it. Now, like you said, the building is not a factor. Uh, the coaching staff, you know, we had Barry Trotz, who was considered one of the better coaches in the league up until this past season. Uh, is it the style of play? Is it that I, I, I think if you're a big-time goal scorer, maybe you don't want to come to Long Island because you know that under Barry Trotz, and we don't know yet for sure under Lane Lambert, but maybe uh, the fact that the Islanders play such a defense-first system is keeping some of these players from signing with them. Because if you're a... a, Look, you you see what happened with Matthew Barzal. The year before Barry Trotz came, he was an 85-point player, more than a point a game, and he won the Calder Trophy. He has never matched those numbers since Barry Trotz came. Now, what will happen under Lane Lambert? We're going to find out. And it may be a little bit a little bit more open and a little bit more offensive-minded. It certainly would be tough to be less offensive-minded than it was under Barry Trotz. But to get a guy who, you know, he's going to make his money and his reputation by scoring 30, 35 goals rather than by not you know, keeping other teams from scoring, uh, that would, I think, be one of the factors that would keep a free agent, an offensive goal-scoring free agent, from wanting to sign with the Islanders. Uh, Can Lou Lamorello fix that? I don't know. Uh, But it is a factor in my mind that a player who makes his living by putting the puck in the net would probably be a little bit hesitant to come to the island knowing that his opportunities to put the puck in the net will not be as plentiful as they were where he last played. All right, we have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, one of the most popular players on the Islanders in their first year and a tragic story after he finished playing hockey. We've got that and more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day and basically Saturday would have been the 73rd birthday of former Islanders winger Brian Spinner Spencer. Spencer drafted originally in the fifth round by the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1969, made his NHL debut with the Maple Leafs that year, 69-70, came to the Islanders in the expansion draft in 72-73, scored 14 goals, had 38 points in 78 games, and in 73-74 was with the Islanders for 54 games, had 5 goals and 21 points. Uh, before being traded to the Buffalo Sabres. Stayed with the Sabres through 76-77, went on to Pittsburgh, and then finished his career in the AHL after the 1979-80 season. And Spencer uh, really was a fan favorite because of his aggressive checking. He was like like a pinball out there. He would hit people, he would hustle, 
And that allowed him to really catch the eye of fans. I mean, let's face it. Uh, when your team is winning 12 games out of 78 in their first season in the NHL, you need to have somebody to uh, sort of latch on to. And Brian Spencer was that guy. And he really was a very popular player. We're going to go back and look at one of Brian Spencer's better games with the Islanders, February 24th, 1973, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Detroit Red Wings are the visiting team. Dennis DeJordi is the goalie for Detroit. Uh, Billy Smith gets the start for the Islanders, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Dave Hudson, his eighth of the year, unassisted at 641, Islanders up by a score of one to nothing. Then it's our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Spencer, his 11th from Lorne Henning and Ed Westfall at 843. That made it two nothing, Islanders, but. Just uh, 57 seconds after the Spencer goal, Guy Charon scores for Detroit, his 11th from Ken Murray, and it's 2-1 at the end of the second period. It was a scoreless first period in this game. In the third, the Islanders add to their lead. Billy Harris is 19th from Jermaine Gagnon and Neil Nicholson at 226, but with less than a minute in the game, Marcel Dion of the uh, Red Wings, his 32nd from Bill Collins and Henry Bouchard at 19.07. But the Islanders clinch the win with an empty net goal. Brian Spinner Spencer, our Islanders' birthday of the day. His 12th from Craig Cameron and Eddie Westfall at 19.46. The Islanders win it by a score of 4-2. to two. Uh, Billy Smith, 20 saves to earn the win. He was replaced late in the game by Jerry Desjardins, who made three saves on the three uh, shots that he faced. Brian Spencer, two goals in this game. He was a plus one, and he had four shots on goal. Billy Harris led all Islanders players with six. Islanders in this game uh, had 30 shots on goal to 25 for the Red Wings. And for the Islanders, this was the eighth win in franchise history. You know, the sad story about Brian Spencer, he was involved with uh, alcohol and drug abuse and uh, was actually charged with kidnapping and murder at one point. He, his life really, uh, he was charged but found not guilty, but he absolutely had trouble off the ice after his hockey career was over, and uh, he ended up being shot in a robbery following a crack cocaine purchase in Riviera Beach, Florida, uh, unfortunately at the age of 38. So as good of a hockey player as he was, just a tragic end to the life of Brian Spinner Spencer, who was, again, a fan favorite for the Islanders in their first season. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. 
Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.